So as, I'm, as, as I was preparing for this in, in my time in Fredericksburg, I started asking God, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to preach on? Like, what do you want me to talk about? And uh, you guys have prayer cards there, and each, each Sunday, you guys write out these beautiful prayers, and a lot of them for the past, I think, month or so has, has been asking, Lord, what's my calling? Lord, what's my purpose? Lord, I, you've given me something. What do I do? What do I do with, with, with this that you have given me? What's my calling? What's, what's, what's my calling? So I titled it, again, What is My Calling? So students, I think that there's three important days in your life. The first one being the day that you were born. The second being the day that you're born again. And the third day, and I think it's the most important day, is the day that you finally realize what your purpose in life is. What, what your motive to, to pursue a life with Christ is. And by being born again, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to being baptized again in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that charge for us as Christians, as a public display, is like, I am ready. I'm all in for Jesus. And then there's, there's another question that goes into this, and I think it's a question that makes our generation goes into a little bit of a, of a crisis almost. And uh, there's definitely two top questions that kind of feeds into that overall like, question that this generation is, is making that makes us go into a crisis. And for us teens, I think the, the main two questions that I feel like are asked is, number one, is how far is too far when I'm like, going too far in a dating relationship? The second question is, what is my calling? What do I do? I'm, I'm, you, there's a bunch of this is senior high service. A lot of you guys are graduated, so yes, you guys are excited. You guys are applying for college. You guys are, you know, looking for dorms. You guys are looking for all that stuff, and it's a whole different chapter. It's a whole different challenge for you guys, and it's exciting. At the same time, it's also like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on my own. So let's go to let's let's see what the Bible has to say about this. So if you guys. It's going to come up on the screen, but we're going to go to Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Oh, it's already up. Oh, sweet. Okay. And then he went up to the mountain and called to him those he desired. And they came to him, and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority cast out demons. That's God's word. So what is my calling? And that question makes people go into like an anxiety crisis. It's like it's this identity crisis of, of not knowing. And we get feel overwhelmed when we keep asking God, like, Lord, what's my calling? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And just thinking about that gives, gives me anxiety. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, so how, how, how many have you felt like that by raise of hands? I, I'm, I'm there sometimes as well. Um, and I've seen students sometimes in the verge of, of tears of just like, man, I've, I've heard my calling. I don't know what to do. I've, I've asked and, I've, and I, I, I don't know if I'm hearing anything. And I'm just getting overwhelmed right now by the pressures of, of this world. And I feel like sometimes... A lot of us are just waiting for, for some prophet to come along and like, you know, throw like a 
pixie dust on you. It's like, that's going to work. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to, to do. But we're just there just kind of like asking and asking and asking and asking. And sometimes we forget to do what? We forget to listen. Listen to, to what God is actually calling you to do. So let me tell you a story about how I got a calling in my life. I mean, being, a, being a senior a few years ago, um, I, I was asking God, I was in the same like, situations, like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm, uh, I'm done with, with high school, I'm going to college, I've had my pharmacy tech license, so I'm going to work at, at, the, at a pharmacy for a while, but Lord, I'm also, what do you want me to do with ministry? Like, you left me here on this earth for a purpose. How do you want me to go and do this thing? And I was just getting overwhelmed because I wasn't hearing anything. I was asking, I was asking, 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 but I wasn't really getting anything from it. So there's a, there's a pastor here for the, for the young adults. His name's Joey Swenson, and he does this thing called listening prayer. And what listening prayer is, is, is going and just telling God and confessing, like, Lord, like, I'm struggling with this. And for my prayer was, like, Father, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm not good enough to like share your word. I feel like I'm not good enough to go out and bless people and heal people. Like I, I'm not good enough for that. I have too much on my too much going on in my life that I, I don't feel like I can pour into someone else's life. So as Joey is leading me through this prayer, he he tells me to start saying it, but at the same time, like laying it down at the cross and leaving it there. And then he he asked me, like, all right, listen to what God has for you. And you guys all been in that moment where like you're praying and then just like a moment of a little bit of awkward silence and you're just there just listening. It's just, it's, it gets awkward. But so I did that and in my heart, in my mind, I, I hear this, this, not an audible voice, but just something that, that told me like, hey, you're a fire starter. Like God is calling me to be a fire starter. And this is years before God gave the student, this student ministry to be shepherds of fire, to be those, those people that are going to guide people with light to, to kindle that fire that's inside of them. That was years before that was even a thing. And the scripture that, that God gave me to back that up and to confirm it is in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. And it says this, Now, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And it's, and it's that, like, may, may our Father always direct our every step. May, may, may our God always, always be with, be with us, leading us in what we need to do. That's what I love about, about this book. Guys, this is a beautiful book that's filled with power, that's filled with authority, that gives us answers when we need it. And I've yet to come across, as I'm reading this book, finding a disciple with a crisis of not knowing what their calling is. Men like David, men like Moses, men like Elijah, women like Ruth, Esther, and all these great people of the Bible, Paul, John, Luke, Mark, King Hezekiah, all these people had crises in their lives, had, had, had things that they, that they questioned God about, and then they listened to him. 
There's a psalm, 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 psalm 27. It's going to go up on the board here, and I love this psalm. It's, it's a prayer that, that David is, is having with the Lord. And it says, starting in, in verse 7, it says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. And as David is praying this, he's asking God, like, Lord, I need you right now. And God's telling him, I'm already there. I'm already there with you guys. I'm already there in the situation that, that you feel like I'm not in. I'm always there and always around you. Just come seek my face and I, and I will give you comfort. I will give you rest. I will give you understanding. Moses in Exodus 3, verse 10. I love this story. If you guys haven't read this story, I encourage you to go and read it. It's a powerful, powerful story where, where Moses is, is exiled from, from Egypt and he goes into this place finding his, his lost sheep that, that got caught in a cave. And as he's in this cave, he starts seeing a burning bush. And out of the burning bush, he hears God's voice. And in, in verse 10, it says, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God is calling Moses to go free his people. God is calling us to go free people of anxiety, of depression, of, of things that are being overwhelmed. God has already called us to go out and free the captive. God has called us to go out and free the oppressed. God has called us to have, you know, so we can have other people have an encounter with our Father, have an encounter with God. By spending time, these, these men knew God. These men knew how to spend time with God. And guys, you, you guys have that same opportunity. You guys have that same, same thing that these guys had. You guys can go and pursue and have time with God, spending time with God. It's a beautiful time. It's, it's a time of, of you coming to your father that listens. A father that's going to take care of you no matter what's going on in your life. No, no matter what struggle you're dealing with. Whether it be like, you know what, I prayed and prayed and God's not listening, so maybe God doesn't care about me. That's a lie. That's not true. God is listening to you. God is there with you. Let me give you guys an example of, of how my quiet times go in the morning. Um, I start by, by, by thanking God. Papa, thank you for this day. Thank you that I have breath in, in my lungs. Thank you that I, I woke up. Thank you that I can, I can go out about this day and see you in everything Everything gives glory to you. The trees give glory to you. The birds sing of your glory. Father, thank you that I can vocalize and proclaim the new mercies that you have for me today, the new blessings that you have for me today. And I ask him, Father, how do you want me, how do you want this servant to go and love someone? What is the Holy Spirit calling me to do? I don't want to cage it up. Sometimes we tend to cage the Holy Spirit up. It's like, no, we don't want to do that. That's too, mm, that's too scary. I don't want to go pray for that person. That's weird. Like, that's, they're, they're going to think I'm weird. But I ask him, Lord, show me how. Lead me. Send me. I, I'm ready. I want to pray for that person. I want to love on that person. 
guys, it's so, it's so important and it's so awesome how, how much like even a, a simple smile can turn someone's face, you know, if they're having a bad day, a smile like, hey, I see you, I love you. Give them a hug, bless them, pray for them, ask them, what's, what's going on? Are you sick? Let me pray for you right now. You're dealing with, with anxiety, let's, let's take a moment together and let's, let's breathe and ask God to give us energy, to, to give us that, that, that thing that we need so much, and it's to find rest, even though we feel like we're in chaos. And that's rough sometimes, because we want to, you know, do the chaos thing real quick, and like, not, not, no, I don't even have time to rest. But when you kind of slow down a little bit and take that deep breath, it helps us to like slow down and ask God, okay, what do you want me to see? in this situation. So back to the story of Mark. When Jesus called them, they were already receiving. God called these, these disciples up, these, these apostles, and told them, hey, I'm with you guys. I'm going to give you guys authority to drive out demons. I'm going to give you guys authority to go out and preach. I'm going to give you guys the authority to be bold. I'm going to give you guys the authority to go and make nations to be followers of Christ for my glory, for my Father's glory. And Jesus is saying the same thing to you. He's saying the same thing to each and every one of us. You guys have authority. You guys have power. I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. Yet some people, some people still are screaming out, what is my calling? What is my calling? Lord, please give me a calling. Lord, please do something right now. Please give me something right now. And he's like, I've already told you. I've already told you. No, 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 no. Like, I, just, I want a sign. I want you to drop that, whatever it is from heaven, like straight into my feet because I want to see it. I want a tangible, like, Lord, like, okay, I hear you, but like, I don't see. We're, we're asking all this stuff. And yet he's already, he's already given it to us. So we're asking for something that Jesus has already placed in front of us. And yet we still wonder, like, what's my sign? What's my sign? So show of hands, how, how many of you guys want to sign this morning? How, how many of you guys want to see something happen today and have that encounter with God? And I feel led to do this. So you guys be ready. Who wants a sign? Who wants a sign? You want a sign? Here, catch. Yeah. Oh, that's your sign. That's your sign right there. Who wants a sign? That's your sign right there. Who wants a sign? But wait, wait, wait. You ready? You ready? Catch. Oh. This is your sign, guys. That's your sign. That is your sign right there. There's power in that book. That book gives you authority to go out and do things. That book right there gives you the power to go and bring nations, bring healing to your schools, to your neighborhoods, to your households, to this country. This, yes, yes, amen, amen. Guys, there's power in this. There's power in this book. There's power in this because in every page in the Bible, Jesus has told you, follow him. Follow him. What are we afraid of, guys? Follow him. We have that. He has given us. He says, come and follow me. He is telling 
you. He's telling me, be like me, imitate me. Now this book becomes a powerful book. When you understand that this book is not just an instruction manual, it's not a book that you just like, oh, I'm just going to set it right here. I know I have a Bible. It's going to be good, but I'm going to do my life. I'm going to go do things my own way because I have it. I have knowledge. I feel like I think I have things figured out. Jesus, I'll get back to you whenever I'm, I'm in super crisis or I, I need something, but I'm going to leave you here for right now. And we get back to that chaos. When yet he has told us, follow me. Follow me. If you guys go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse, verse, verse 11 and 12, he says this. Command and teach these things. Let no one, let no one despise you for your youth. But the believers, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in purity. That's God's word. Oh, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, it's, guys, do not be ashamed of the gospel. You guys are young. You guys should not think of like, oh, I'm too young. I can't do that thing. It's written right here. Do not be despised because you're young. You guys have authority. God has given you boldness. God has called you disciples. God has called you ambassadors. God has led you to be people of faith, shepherds of fire. Not that we have to do this. We get to do this. We get to pray for people. We get to pray for healing. We get to pray for blessings in our lives, in our homes, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, for the person that's next to us driving like a crazy maniac. <laughs> gotta bless them, gotta love on them. This is a powerful book. Guys, if you guys are jotting down notes, if you guys get anything from this message right here, is this Christianism is not about saving us from something. Christianity is about becoming like someone. It's to become like Jesus. Let, let me say that again. Christianism is not about saving us from something. Christianity is about becoming like someone. It's becoming like Jesus. It's to be imitators of Jesus. It's to follow Jesus in everything that we do. We give glory to him. Not what Javi can do. Not what Jocelyn can do. Not what Abube can do. Not what um, Sam can do. Not what Ben can do. What can Jesus do? We get to be a part of his team. We can't just be on the sidelines watching the stuff go on. Or, oh, I'm going to stand right here because I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with where I am. God is the one that's going to make the home run. He's the one that's going to make the three points. He's the one that's going to make the touchdown. But we get to be a part of his team. We get to be a part and assist to further his kingdom, to bring healing to free the oppressed, free the captive, love on the widow, love on the orphan, bring restoration, bring healing, journeying together, loving people, loving Jesus. That's what he's called us. He's the one that's going to make the final thing in everything. He's the one that's going to make the score. We're not the hero of the story. We're not the hero. Jesus is.
Jesus is the hero of this story. And a really cool thing that, again, as, as I was writing all this stuff down, I thought about, you know, instruction manuals, because, you know, a lot of people call this the instruction manual, and it's great, and, uh, but, like, I'm just going to leave it because I don't really need it because I think I, I can do life on my own. So how many of you guys have had a new iPhone, a new Android, a new something? Yeah, show of hands. Yeah, what's up? How many of you guys legitimately, like, put, put the phone aside and read the instructions? Yeah, 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 there it is. Yeah, no one reads it, because why? Because they're boring. There's, there's nothing in there, you know? It's, it's just a page with, like, super fine print, with, like, the, you're like, okay, well, okay, turn on the phone. No one does that. It's boring. Yeah, we know how to turn on the phone. We, we, we know that we have this exciting thing in front of us that we want to, like, use, that we want to get in, and we want to start searching, we want to start downloading that new app, we want to see what's going on, we want to see newsfeed, and, and all this stuff. But guys, this book is more than an instruction manual. This book is alive. This book is alive. This book has good things in it. It's not just a boring book. It's not just a boring book, even though it's, there's, there's good stuff in here and there's, there's a lot to it. People just put it aside because they see it. It's just, it's just an instruction. I'm going to do life right now. I'll worry about this later. If something comes up, I'll, I'll, I'll see if, if this has an answer. And that's sad. It makes, it makes my heart hurt because this book it's a thrilling book. This book is filled with, with men and women who knew God. There's a story in Daniel, and it talks about when King Nebuchadnezzar is, is about to like throw these, these guys like Abednego and Meshach and uh, what's the other guy's name? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they're about to get thrown into like the fire because they weren't worshiping the idol of gold that they had made. They weren't worshiping. They're like, no, we're going to worship God. King Nebuchadnezzar was super furious. Like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you guys. And he grabs them and he ties them up and he puts them in these bonds. And, and he says like, hey, like, we're, you're going to die. Otherwise, I mean, you want to worship my God or do you guys want to worship your God? Like, you know, take your pick. And they said something so bold. It's like, you know, even if like, we're not going to worship your God. And even if our God doesn't want to save us, like, we're okay with that. Like, we know who he is. But, he, but if he does, he'll save us from this and from you and from, and from your wrath. And the story goes, they get thrown in the fire. And the men that were throwing them in, they're burned up because the flames were so hot that it singed their skins, like, right off. And as these men, when they're in the fire, in that chaos, in that, like, adversity, that they're like, oh, we're going to die. They were still there, they're still alive. And the, there was one among them that was like the son of, of man. And Jesus was with them. And he saved them and he rescued them. So guys, this book is amazing. This book is a thrilling story of men and women who knew God. And guys, you guys have that same opportunity. I can't, I can't emphasize that more. I can't, I can't stress it enough. How this book is, 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 is a dangerous book in the sense that there's power in it. We can change nations with this. We can bring healing 
We can free the oppressed. We can bring authority and in love and in power as we encourage those that are around us. We can't be selfish. We can't hold on to, to, to something good. Sorry. We can't hold on to something and then not be able to share it with anyone else. There's a, there's a, when, when we went to a staff retreat, I was asking God about the Dominican Republic and asking, like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I don't really want to go. Like, I don't know. My heart's not really there. And I asked him to, to say something to me. And he did. And he said, Javi, why are you so selfish? And I was like, oh, selfish? What are you talking about, selfish? I do all this stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're selfish. You have so much good things in you. You're, you're like this pond that contains all this water, that contains all these good things, but yet you're so selfish. You don't want to share. Javi, I'm calling you to be a river that goes in, and brings healing and brings restoration into the nations. Go be a river. And, that, and that's, my, that's my calling to you guys. My, like, I'm encouraging you guys. Guys, stop being stagnant. You guys have a lot of good things. Stop being ponds that merely contain, but be rivers that overflow and bring healing and restoration to this nation, to your neighborhoods, to your schools. God wants us to do that. God is encouraging us to do that. God is, is leading us to, to go and bring healing. And he loves that about us. And even though it's a bit scary, it's a bit like, I don't know what to do, guys. It's right here. This is your sign. God, God is freeing you. And there's this, there's this story where, where, again, like back into like the listening, I remember when I first started driving at 16, 17, got my license, it was all good. And uh, when you start driving, parents start asking you to do stuff for them. Yeah? Yeah, uh, can I get, uh, you wanna go get groceries, you wanna go get toilet paper, you wanna go get the, all the stuff. And something that I want you guys to know about Javi, Javi doesn't like grocery shopping. Javi doesn't like to go down the aisles and look at the stuff and pick the stuff. If Javi's going to the grocery store, I'm going, I'm very like, I'm gonna go get that thing. It's like five things on my mind. I'm gonna get it, boom, done, out, pay, out the door. And uh, as, as my parents are asking me to do this stuff, there's like this mile long list of all the things that I have to go get. I'm just like, Ugh. But this one time my mom was asking me, I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, like milk, eggs, okay, cereal, okay, rice, okay, cool, cool, bananas. And I just left. And I left my mom talking. And that's the thing that you don't do. <laughs> Another thing that you don't do with, with, with mamas. But I left. And I was like, I got it. I, I'll figure it out. It's fine. I, I know what's in the fridge. I know what's in the pantry. And I, I know what we need. And uh, I get to the store. And I literally kid you not, I grab milk. I grab eggs. I grab bananas. And my mind blinked. I was like, what the? What do I need? What do I, oh my gosh. And I had to humble myself and, and call my parents back up and I have to call my mom it's like hey um yeah can you send me the list and can you just tell me what we need and she was like see I told you like you didn't listen you just bolted off because like you were excited to go and you didn't listen you didn't stay and pay attention to what I had to tell you and sometimes we we do that we, we, we halfway hear something, we, we half listen to, to something that's being said, and it's going to turn around and bite us because we're going to have to go back and had we done it the right way, the first way, 
we wouldn't have to go back and, and, and do the thing over again when we could have done it right the first time. And that's a lesson that like, has taught me a lot, has taught me to, to stop and listen to what that person is saying. It's so important for us to listen. It's so important for us to, to, to pay attention so that we're able to do the right things. So guys, as, as you're writing uh, prayers, this is, this is something that, uh, that I'm, pray, pray this. If, if you guys already know your passion, ask him like, Lord, how do you want me to, to, to bless someone today? Who do you want me to pray for today? Who do I need to forgive? What are some things that I need to let go of? What are some of the struggles that I've yet to fully give to you? And ask him to replace it with something that's going to bless his kingdom. Ask him to, to give you a passion for something. Ask him to fill your heart with love for other people. Ask him. Ask him. As, uh, as we're wrapping up here, I just want to invite the band back up. And guys, as, 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 as we're asking God to do this, as we're asking God to help us free other people, as we're asking him, how do we heal others when they are sick? Ask him for your calling as you listen to what he has to say to you. And my dear friends, like, as, as I'm preaching for you, like, that, that's, that's my calling is, is to preach. But that that's not mean that I'm, I'm better than any of you guys. You guys have so much amazing gifts. And God gives talents away to people. But guys, you, you could come up here and snatch my microphone for me. I could lose my voice and never be able to preach again. And, I'll, and you, I'll, I won't, you know, if I have this, but it's taken away from me, you guys, I won't ever lose what God has already called me to do. You guys can't snatch my calling away from me because it's been given to by God. He calls me fire starter. No one's going to be able to take that away from me. You can strip my voice away. You can strip my titles away. You can strip my achievements away, but you can never take away what God has given you because that's solid. It's a firm foundation. So guys, God is good. God is worthy to be praised. God is calling you to, to be his disciple. And as, you're, as, as, as we're wrapping up here, guys, we have communion at the front. We have our tithe and our offering boxes. And as we continue in this time of asking God, Lord, what do you want me to do? How, how do you want me to serve you? Give me the courage to do so. Give me the courage to be a disciple. Give me the courage to love on people. Give me the courage to pray for others. Help me not be afraid of this world. Help me not be afraid of what others are going to think about me. Help me not doubt what you have already told me. And help me obey 
what you have told me to do.